Networking and marketing made simple is for you, the business owner who has a product, a service, or a message that you believe in. My name is Scott Aaron, and each week we'll take a behind the scenes look into the real world marketing and networking tactics and strategies for getting what you have in front of you to a lot more people. Thanks for spending time with me. And now let's get started. Hey, everybody, welcome back to another episode of Networking and Marketing Made Simple. Super excited for today's episode. And I know if you're listening to this, if you are a working mother, if you are a stay at home mom, if you're a transitioning mother, whatever it is, this episode is for you. Now, if you're a father, I'm not going to deter you from listening to this episode today, it'll help you as well. But Jenny James, who I have with me today, is a board certified life coach who specifically works with with mothers, uh, whether it's postpartum, uh, whether it's dealing with certain changes in their life. Uh, We connected online, had a great conversation, and I really felt with what she does, her zone of genius could help so many of you that have been listening to this podcast for the last three plus years. So with that being said, Jenny, welcome to today's episode. Thank you, Scott, for having me. I appreciate it. Absolutely. So you know, I have a lot of coaches that that come on here and they all, mm-hmm. you know, specifically work with specific cl- clientele. Mm-hmm. And there was always a reason why they ended up within a specific niche. So yeah. share with the audience a little bit about how you got into not just life coaching, but working with moms, but in particular, you know, share with everyone what that, that aha moment was for you or that that light bulb moment for you that said, you know what, I want to help moms, I want to go down this path, and I want to change as many lives as I can, because of this reason. Yes, of course. Thank you for asking me. Um, And I think that's a great question. And I love to hear that myself from other people too. So my aha moment uh, started when I was interested in counseling. I've always been drawn to the self-help world, even before I started my graduate program or got into my bachelor's. But when I was doing my bachelor's, I didn't get into psychology or counseling. And then I did a personality test, um, the Myers-Briggs test. And it boiled me down to INFJ, which is the counselor type. And I'm like, oh my goodness, you know, I've always been drawn to that. That's my personality type. And um, I'm going to go for it. So I started working on my master's in counseling. And I finished that in about 2008 when I was expecting my first one. I was eight months pregnant. And um, that was the start of my counseling journey. And I started pursuing my license, professional counseling license. And then motherhood happened. So for 10 years, um, I was just busy in motherhood. I was working off and on, but not so much consistently. I've had three kids, uh, ages 10, five, and three. And then about two years ago, I'm like, what am I doing? What's going on? You know, who am I? And I just realized that I'm not really pursuing the passions that I have and the gifts that I have and what I want to do. I felt like I had lost myself in the journey of motherhood. And here I am, I have all this counseling background. I have studied the DSM, I can diagnose people and all of that. And I'm like, okay, what am I doing? So I applied all of those skills to myself and I had to hit the reset button of my own life and take charge of my life. Um, So I I had my desire to work on my PhD. I started my PhD and then I started reconnecting back with the people that I was working with. Uh, My director whom I was working with in Richmond, Virginia uh, as a counselor. So we started talking and one thing led to another. I'm like, you know what? 
I need to launch my own company. So I launched my own company in 2021, um, September, which is called Holy Mom. And that's W-H-O-L-Y-M-O-M. The reason I coined that term is uh, because I believe in becoming whole in mind, body, and spirit. Um, so that was my aha moment. I'm like, okay, I had to hit the reset button of my own life, having all this knowledge. How many more moms are out there who need the help and the skills to be empowered and just being pulled out of that zone? Like, wait a second, you know, you have a life right now. You don't have to wait till your to-do list is over or till your whole pile of laundry is taken care of or the house is clean. Like literally while I'm talking to you, I have a pile of laundry staring at me, but I'm like, you know what? I can do this. Uh, it's a matter of just trans accepting the challenges in life and accepting the seasons in life, but at the same time, remembering who you are and remembering what your gifts are and what your talents are and what your passions are and knowing that you need to model taking care of yourself in a healthy way for your children as well, because that's what moms are doing, right? They're trying to be the best version of themselves, um, helping their children live the best lives, and they're trying to pour into their families, their husbands, and but they're not really taking care of themselves. So I don't, re I realize that this is not really a good model. You know, this is not what my core value is. And then, but if you don't take the time to reconnect with yourself, you forget about your core values. You forget about how you want to live your life. You're just living in autopilot. So that was my aha moment. And then I launched my company. And from the company, I'm like, okay, I have to decide what I'm going to be focusing on because um, I don't want. I didn't want to pursue counseling. So I switched gears from counseling to coaching. And then I got my certification in coaching. Um, so I'm a board certified coach. And then I'm pursuing my PhD in counseling and psychological studies with a major of life coaching, because I'm like, I really want to learn more about this. And I really want to serve my mama tribe. Um, so Holy Mom provides coaching for women to empower, educate and equip them to find and nurture their true self through transformation of mind, body and spirit. And I say true self, because that's the piece where we forget ourselves and we need to find our true self. And to me, wellness is not just being healthy physically. It needs to be healthy emotionally, mentally, spiritually, financially, socially, sexually, like, you know, your whole being needs to be held in health. And it's a journey. I'm not perfect. I'm working on my own self, but I believe in coming along other moms and just helping them along the process through different seasons in their lives. So that's in a oh. nutshell. <laughs> so much to unpack there. So, so much I want to kind of dive into, you know, you know, this is applicable to, to becoming a father too, because yeah. as you know, uh, as when you become a mother and a father, there's different responsibilities that you feel that you have to have. And, mm -hmm. you know, whether it's being the nurturer or the caretaker or the provider, and these are all societal labels that, that we've yeah. been handed down to us. And, um, you know, and, and you went from, you know, one kid yes. to three. So there, there, there's a couple things I want to kind of talk about with that. But the, the one big thing that I, I really pulled from that is that you had to go through the process first mm -hmm. to then enable yourself to say, you know what, I came out better on the other side. I, I can track what I did to get there and I can lead other people down that same path. And I, I, I was giving a keynote for this one, um, uh, this mastermind a few years back. And I said, the best certification that anyone can get is called life. Yes. Living through it. You know, you can, you can get the best piece of paper out there. You can yes. take all the courses you want, but 
what makes the best coaches, what makes the best consultants, the best people to help other people are those that have done it themselves first. You've proven the concept. Yes, it works. I can show you how to do it. And I love with, you know, that's what you're doing now. Now, for you as a mom, what do you think the biggest shift was for you in time management, self-care, because all of those things are important going from one kid to three kids. So now you're outnumbered, you know, when, (laughs) you know, my wife and I, we have one, Yeah, we're working on a second. So it's going to be an even playing field at some Mm -hmm. point. But then when you get to three, you're you're outnumbered, right? It's 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 three versus two. And I know there's so many parents that are listening to this that are like, Oh, my God, I if I, I I don't have any more hair to rip out, because there's a lot of juggling, you know, the husband's working, the mother's working, you know, and you have kids, you said 10, eight and three, is that right? 10, five and three, 10, yeah. five and three. So they're all, you know, the 10 year old obviously is self-sufficient third grade, you know, you got and I'm five. homeschooling. So, and, and again, they're all at different developmental stages. Yes. What has been the biggest shift for you going from just being a, a family of three to now a family of five, where three of those five are obviously people and humans that you're now raising to be better humans. I think the first thing is that we need to connect with ourselves. If I don't take the time to think about how I want to live my life, how I want to be with my kids, how I want to be with my husband and what I want to be for myself, I would not be able to live the life that I want to live. So take the time and reconnect with yourself. Find out and realign what your values are and if that aligns with how you're living your life. Because I think when life happens, when kids happen, you're just busy. You're just going in autopilot, right? You're changing diapers, you're nursing, you're feeding, you're cooking meals, you're cleaning the house. You're just going by the demands of life. You're not really taking the time to think that, okay, how do I want to be? You know, how do I want to react to this certain situation? Like you said, I am dealing with different milestones right now with three of the kids and three of them have different personalities and they have different needs. So for me, I like to analyze personality. So that's what I do with my kids too. So I understand what their needs are, how I need to be with them. But if you don't take the time to think about those things, then how can you represent being the best version of yourselves? Because you have to think for yourself that, okay, if my child is going through that issue, how should I uh, react to that situation? Because again, for everything, um, even if you're going a tough situation with your husband or with your child, you have to take a pause and decide in that moment how you're going to react. You cannot just keep on going in that autopilot zone. So for me, that was the first shift that had to happen. And I, I'm a growth mindset sort of a person too. So you know, just just remembering each time what how I'm reacting and responding, if it's that's leading to towards growth or if it's that's leading towards a fixated mindset. To me, that's that's really important. Now, you know, self-care is such an important thing for, for all people, men, women, kids, and women, mothers in particular, are the first ones to put themselves on the back burner to ca- take care of everyone else. Again, a societal belief mm-hmm. that moms need to take care of everybody else. And then if there's anything left in the cup at the end of the day, they can then pour it back into themselves. Now, I remember seeing a movie by um, it was called the shift Mm -hmm. and, uh, it it was a a fantastic movie 
um, it really spoke to the the notion that a lot of mothers lose themselves mm-hmm. as they become a mom. You know, there are passions and things that they did prior to motherhood mm-hmm. that again, they gave up because quote unquote, they don't have time to do that anymore. Or if I do anything for myself, uh, I'm going to be labeled as selfish, right? Or feel guilty. Or yeah, guilt, which Mm -hmm. growing up in a Jewish household, my, my, like the Jewish guilt that revolved around the house. I mean, my mom, I mean, God bless her. You know, she's 68. Um, you know, I'll be 43 in April, still thinks I'm 12 years old. And it's, you know, that, that I've, I've succumbed to that. It's not going to stop. It's just Mm -hmm. one of those things. It's, it's who she is. It's what fills her cup. Um, so why do you feel it's so hard societally for mothers to, to break that chain? Cause there are some moms that are, you know, all about self-care, you know, whether it's getting a massage or a facial or getting their mani-pedi done, you know, girls weekends, girls trips, whatever it is, because there's two camps. There's those moms that are like, yeah, you go girl, like you do you, you know, break away from the family for a weekend, you know, recharge, rest. And then there's that other camp of moms that look down upon those mothers and say, how dare you leave your family for a weekend? And, Mm -hmm. you know, you got to put them first. So, First of all, where did that societal belief come from? But also, how do we start breaking that chain so more moms can start taking better care of themselves? Yeah, um, I think it started from the fact that just how it has been laid down, you know, the general norm that, okay, man is the provider, right? And women are, a uh, wife or moms are the nurturers. So they stay at home and take care of the family. So be it uh, a biblical perspective or whatnot. Um, but I think that's just has been a generational pattern that has been going on in our society. And I think a lot has happened for that to change, especially in the Western world. I'm ethnically from Pakistan and, you know, let's not go over the norms that are over there. And I grew up in the Middle East uh, in Dubai. So even over there is the same thing. It's a male dominated society. So for women to break those barriers, it takes a lot. But again, for us to break that barrier and that stigma, we need a good support system. So that transition and the difference between those two differences of uh, two different sides that you mentioned to me, I think it boils down to the support system that they have. Because moms who do not have a good support system, they cannot just leave their kids and go for a weekend getaway, right? And for moms who do have a good support system, that might include family, it could include husband who supports the idea of mom having time for herself. And it also boils down to the boundaries that women establish. I think women, since women keep themselves on the back burner, they are not good in establishing or holding boundaries for themselves. They want to give, 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 and not really receive when they are being given the gift of time as well. So I'm guilty of that too, but I had to work through that. It's just that my husband never stopped me from doing what I wanted to do. It's just that I never made it a priority. So right now we tag team and that's how we are working. But there was a shift that had to happen. Priorities had to change and our schedules had to align because he's working during the day and I'm working from home and I'm still homeschooling. So and I'm still trying to work on my PhD. So I'm just giving in a practical example. So when he comes home, he takes care of the kids. And I start working on my stuff and then I do my schooling as well, my own PhD work in the evening. So there is that example of a support system, right? So if we have that, um, so create a support system 
for yourself. If, but first, again, I, I'm, I'm going to keep on going back to reconnecting with yourself and recognizing that's a need that you have. So um, I did an episode about mom rage uh, with a psychologist. And why is it that moms go through that period of mom rage? First, postpartum depression or anxiety can add to that. But the fact that you feel so frustrated where you don't have any help and you're doing everything by yourself, you just get to that point where you know you're just yelling at everybody and are you the best version of yourself at that point you're not but why are you doing that because you are not asking for help or maybe you are and you're not getting the help that you need but then are you taking care of yourself is that how you want to show up so it boils down to how do you want to show up as and what do you want in life so if we don't know that we're just going to keep on going in the same cycle and the same expectations of society if we do not stand up for ourselves. So you need to find your mama tribe as well, you know, because when I had my first one, I was like, oh, I was so scared to go out because I'm like, I don't know how I'm going to deal with this child or how it's going to work out. Uh, I didn't have any family living in the area close by. So with the third one, it's like we are going to basketball games, we are going, you know, for a whole month, my husband was gone. Um, and I was just taking care of three kids. And she was six months old. And I'm like, we are going everywhere. It was January, the middle of winter, you know, pickups and drop ups from co ops from schools, basketball games, practice night. I did it because you just have to realign your priorities. I hope that answers your question. It, it, it did. What, what would you say in this whole journey of rediscovery for you? And you know, really getting back to you. What was the biggest challenge that you faced in getting from where you were to where you are now, where you're now helping other people do the same thing? It's still time management because there's still a lot of responsibilities. So it has to be a give and take, right? Um, I have to manage my time. I have to be really efficient in managing my time and really organizing myself. So those are the big, biggest challenges. Like I have deliverables for my PhD courses. Um, sometimes it's like an eight week condensed course. So if I have a due date of a project that I need to do that I need to make sure I am uh, spreading out my time because I only have about three to four hours per evening that I'm working on while I'm trying to do my own work and see clients as well, right? So um, I really need to manage my time well and organize and lay out our plans. So before my classes start, um, I pick and choose. I'm really good at planning. <laughs> I'm a good planner. So my kids know that. My husband know that too. And I execute it well if I have the whole vision. So I like to see the end goal in mind. So um, like I know my courses were going to finish this coming weekend. I made sure all my projects are done a weekend ahead of time. So I like to leave some leeway in between. So I have one deliverable left, which I have enough time to finish. So just looking ahead and just planning ahead. That's what I like to do. That's the biggest challenge that I still have because it's an ongoing thing, you know? Well, as we grow, the one thing that I always remind people is no matter how organized you are, no matter how efficient you are with your time, your plate is never going to be empty. Yes. One thing gets taken off and it gets replaced by something else. But when you can learn how to become an efficient person with... Mm -hmm time that needs to be dedicated to certain things, yes. you start living in the flow. You're not, okay. you're, you're decreasing overwhelm, you're decreasing stress, you're decreasing anxiety, and you can actually get back to the joy that we can feel every single day in life. Now, yes. becoming a parent is one of the most rewarding, but also one of the scariest things that 
we all go through. And I think for me, um, I, people always ask me like, what, what's like, if you had to, uh, define parenting in one word, my word is patience because no matter how young or old those kids are, there's always passion, patience that needs to be practiced. So with all the, the mothers that you're helping, and again, all different phases and facets of life, um, high level female uh, business professionals to the stay-at-home mom, is there a reoccurring theme through and through that, that you notice whether someone is that high profile female business executive to that stay at home mom that's taking care of multiple kids, you know, doing everything. Is there uh, a, a reoccurring thing that you always notice no matter what is going on in that mom's life? Yes. It's the unresolved conflict that they never took the time to work on. That's the thing that keeps on recurring. Um, be it childhood issues, be it um, their uh, siblings issues, be it their own emotional issues that they might have experienced in their adolescent life. But it's that unresolved trauma or unresolved emotional um, regulation that they never worked on or took the time to deal with. That's the pattern that keeps on coming on. And that's where we start talking about triggers, you know, when you're dealing with emotional issues and relationships or just putting up with abuse and that can be emotional abuse or sexual abuse or even career issues going through transitions um, women lose touch with their own feelings so you know going back to the reconnecting part um, there's this avoidance or this defense mechanism that comes up where they sort of shut down emotionally because they are not taking the time to connect with that part of themselves now you, you talked about something previously, which is spousal support, which mm -hmm. uh, I, I can't say enough how, how important that is. And there's a lot of people listening to this that may be at different phases in their marriages. They may be in the latter stages. The kids are grown out of the house, empty nesters. There, there might be people that are in the thick of it with young kids. Uh, there may be people that haven't even started a family yet, or they may not even start a family. They're just married. But, but what I do know is that being a team and the way that my wife says it is watering each other. Mm -hmm. And, you know, when I got divorced, you know, my, my son was um, just over two years old. So he doesn't remember um, his mom and I being together, mm -hmm. but it's still, you know, it has its ups and downs. But what I can say is that, you know, there's a lot of people that are afraid of divorce and, you know, we, we end up getting into situations where we feel there's no way out. And, and again, there's nothing wrong with co-parenting. There, there's nothing wrong with recognizing that maybe the marriage has gone a different direction. So what's your advice to that, that mom or that spouse that's listening to this? that may be on the other side of that coin where they're not being properly supported. Uh, there's no teamwork. They're on an island by themselves. The, the mom or dad rage is, is going on in the house. What, what's, and again, we're not, I'm not saying by any means, you know, go get a divorce, you know, therapy could be a great thing, but what's, what's something that a, a simple step or action 
that that individual can take to open up the lines of communication to move in a more positive direction? First of all, I would say that um, recognize what is a healthy relationship. Are you justifying bad behavior or are you justifying the abuse that you're putting up with? Because that's another thing that I see um, when working with women is that they put up with the emotional abuse and they keep women keep on justifying the emotional abuse saying that, oh, it could be this or it could be that. So first of all, you need to define what a healthy relationship is and understand what a healthy relationship is. And then I, this is something that I cannot um, um, pinpoint enough is that take care of yourself, take care of yourself, figure out how you need to get healthy emotionally, because when we do stay in unhealthy relationships, we become unhealthy as well. So I like to ask my clients to take inventory of their own life and figure out what the declutters are. Um, so, you know, decluttering yourself of all the emotional toxicity as well getting rid of relationships that add toxicity to your life. And I like to surround myself with people who add positive influence in my life. Um, and they are building me up rather than um, indulging in a pity party. So that's like what I like to call it, indulging in a pity party, um, because it's not going to get you anywhere. So get the help that you need. If you recognize that you have fallen into unhealthy behaviors and patterns, get professional help, seek help. Again, you know, getting that support system around you. You need to be in touch with people who really care about you and who are trained professionals who can work with you to get you in an emotionally healthy space. Because if you stay unhealthy, be it in the current marriage that you are in or in a current relationship you're in, it, you are going to keep on um, attracting same unhealthy patterns in every relationship you go. So take care of yourself work on your own healing journey, whether you choose to stay in a relationship or leave the relationship, you can only change yourself. So work on yourself and get the help that you need. And while you're doing that, create boundaries for yourself and communicate that to your partner that, okay, these are the issues. Maybe you want, don't want to state the issues, but you can say that I'm working on myself. I want to get healthy and state your reasons why you want to get healthy. And you'll see it's going to change the dynamics of your relationships. But be prepared because uh, once you are changing yourself, you're also creating healthy environment for yourself. And that might mean other people might not like it around you because that's a change that they need to get used to. So, um, but you can also invite your partner to come along with you and join you in that healthy journey. So, you know, inviting them, okay, if you want to go to for counseling, I'm seeing this counselor or therapist or coach and go ahead and seek counseling for yourself, because I feel like, you know, we're at a point where we cannot communicate anymore. So really figuring out what issues there are and working together as a team. But again, I believe that reconciliation needs to be a mutual um, mutual interest. It cannot happen if only one person is interested in reconciliation and improving the quality of the relationship. It takes two to tango and change is possible, yes. but it's never an easy thing, but it can be done. Mm -hmm. Now, relationships at work. <laughs> yes. I mean, they are. I mean, if anyone thinks that are, you know, even my wife and I have a phenomenal, phenomenal marriage. I'm so grateful for it. It's, we work at it. It's, it's, mm -hmm. it's just like a muscle. You, if you stop working on it, what's going to happen? You're going to fall out of shape. But if you continue to go to the gym each day, getting in those reps, it's going to continue to thrive and progress in a positive way. 
Now, before we wind down to my final question, um, share with the audience a little bit about, you know, how you help people specifically and how they can find out more about what you do and if they are a good fit for how you can help them. Yeah. So I do one-on-one coaching and then I do uh, grip coaching and you can choose a program, um, be it like a a one-month program or a three-month program, but that's what I like to start with because nothing can change really in two sessions. So, um, but I like to start with a discovery call because I don't just take on each and every client that I speak to, and I don't believe that I'm the perfect fit for everybody. So I like to start with a discovery call. If you're interested, um, just send me an email at info at holymom.com. That's W-H- O-L-Y-M-O-M.com. And um, just let me know what uh, what is a good time to talk. And then uh, we'll just set a time to chat. And secondly, uh, you can reach me on Instagram at uh, my handle is Holy Mom as well. Same on Facebook, same on LinkedIn. And my podcast is called the Holy Mom Chat Podcast as well. Awesome. And for the listeners, all that information will be in the show notes. So you're not going to have to go too far to find it. It'll be there for you. So Jenny, final question before we log off today, what mm-hmm. does success truly mean to you? So I believe that success is a state of mind. Um, I define success as a journey of living joyfully as a whole person with my loved ones and working towards my highest calling to the best of my abilities. That's what I define success as. I love that. I've asked that question nearly 200 times on this podcast, maybe almost 300 times by now. And it has never been about the money. It's all about how they can live a more happy, peaceful, meaningful, uh, authentic life. And um, that's exactly what you're doing. So I just wanted to thank you again for being here today. Grateful for you to share all your knowledge and everything that you brought to today's episode. So thank you again for being here today. Thank you for having me, Scott. And thank you for the wonderful work that you are doing. Thank you so much. And I appreciate that. So for all the listeners, again, all of the information of how to connect with Jenny will be in the show notes. So I hope you enjoyed today's episode. Please enjoy the rest of your days and I'll talk to you next time. Bye everyone. Bye. Thank you so much again for checking out today's episode. And if you are listening through iTunes, Spotify, wherever you are, please leave me a rating and review. Let me know what you loved, what you would like to see improved or ideas you have for future episodes. And if you are interested in taking your business to the next level, don't hesitate to go to my website, www.scotterron.net where you can schedule a free discovery call with me where I can learn more about you, your business, what you're struggling with and how we can work together. And don't forget to check out my wife, Nancy and mine, our free community on Facebook called LinkedIn Leads for Life. We would love to see you in there. Have a great rest of your day and thank you everyone for your support. Grateful for each and every one of you.